Way City Church, located in Woodbridge, Virginia, is led by Pastor Marlon Yearwood and exists to reach the lost and disciple the believer. As I meditate upon God's Word in this season, uh, I take so much strength, I take so much courage in this Word, knowing that God is still on the throne. Uh, God is alive and God knows everything that is happening. He is omniscient, He is all-knowing, and none none of the things that we're going through right now has taken Him by surprise. And I take comfort in that, knowing that God is able uh, to do all things and He's able to to heal all things and He's able to control uh, all things. I also have been thinking about uh, plans that people have made. I was listening just yesterday to a a story of a couple who was getting ready to get married in Italy uh, on April 18th, and their plans have changed. And so many people have made plans for so many different things, and now all of a sudden their plans have come to nothing. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 19.21 says, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. I was also thinking this week about our boasting about tomorrow, how often we say tomorrow we will do this and tomorrow we will do that. And the Bible says in Proverbs 27 and verse 1, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Also, James 4, 13 and 14 says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Nothing that we lean on outside of him has the ability to hold us. And it's important that we understand that. It's important that we are reminded of that. Nothing that we trust in outside of God is completely reliable. David, a man of war, said this in Psalms 44 and verse 6. He says, I put no trust in my bow, my sword does not bring me the victory. I put no trust in my bow and my sword does not bring me the victory. And Psalms 20 and verse seven, David also said this. He said, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. I wanna remind you during this season, not to be afraid and not to allow fear to Come in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you again, Lord, that this is the day that you have made. And Father, we still choose to rejoice and we still choose to be glad in it. Father, I pray that we would not forget that you are king, that you are God, that you are sovereign, that you rule. Father, we know that the enemy is trying to work during the season, but we know that you are greater than the works and the plans of the enemy. And Father, I pray that this would be a season for the Way City Church and for every local church to stand up. That this would be an opportunity for us to allow our light to shine before men. 
so that they would be able to see um, our good works. So they would be able to see you, Father, through the things that we do. Father, I pray that you would help us to remember that we are the salt of the earth. So Lord, may the church take its place right now. And Father, I pray that every individual, Lord, within the Way City Church and every believer, Lord, that they would be strengthened, that they would be encouraged during this time. Father, your word tells us in Isaiah 41 and verse 10 to fear not. Your word says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. And Father, as your word tells us in Isaiah 43, verse two and three, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overtake you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. In Psalm 27, one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Father, I pray that you would help us during this season to uh, trust in you uh, and not to allow fear to come in. We love you, we bless you, Lord, and we give this time into your hands. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So again, just reminding you to not allow fear to come in uh, during this season. And obviously today we are pausing um, on our vision series as a church where we've been going through GED um, and we're moving on and we're going to speak for the next three weeks uh, from uh, the Psalms, more specifically one specific Psalm for three weeks starting this week. And there are so many different Psalms that have been written. You have the wisdom Psalms, you have the royal Psalms, the imprecatory Psalms, the lament Psalms, the enthronement Psalms, Thanksgiving Psalms, pilgrimage Psalms. Um, but you also have this, you also have many different writers of the Psalms, right? You have uh, David wrote, for example, almost half of the Psalms. He wrote about 73 of those. And then we have orphan Psalms. It's about 50 of the Psalms which are unaccounted for, and they call those the orphan Psalms. And then we have Asaph, David's choir director, who wrote some Psalms. We have the Korah family, we have Solomon, we have Moses, Ethan, and Himan, who have written Psalms. With all that being said, the Psalm that we have arrived at today, and God willing, we will be at and be within for the next three weeks, will be Psalm 23, one of the most famous, most popular psalms of all is Psalm chapter 23. And um, I'll say this, you know, when you look at Psalm 23, it's memorized, it's quoted, you know, it's uh, engraved on tombstones, but, but do we really understand what Psalm 23 means? Do we really understand um, the, the kind of... Uh, empowerment that we can receive when we understand that he is, that God is, the Lord is our shepherd. Let's go ahead in Psalm 23 and read that together as a church right now. Psalm 23, I'll give you a moment to find that. All right, Psalm 23 verses 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. 
And ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's read that again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, it comforts me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Before we get to Psalm 23, we have to come across Psalm 22. And in Psalm 22, we meet Jesus as Savior. In Psalm 23, we meet Jesus as shepherd. And in Psalm 24, we meet Jesus as sovereign. So in Psalm 22, he is the Messiah, he is Savior. In Psalm 23, he is the shepherd. And in Psalm 24, he is the sovereign God, sovereign King. And it's important that you must first know him, obviously, as Savior before you can ever know him as shepherd. You must first know him as Savior before you can ever know him as shepherd. And if you really don't know him as Savior, you will never be able to trust him as shepherd. In using the word shepherd, David uses the most comprehensive and intimate metaphor yet encountered in the Psalms. Usually the more distant words like king or deliverer is mentioned, or even the more impersonal rock or shield is mentioned. But the beauty of the shepherd is that he lives with his flock and is everything to it. He is guide, physician, and protector. Today, we're just going to look at the first two verses in our brief time together. The Lord is a shepherd. That is the main point of this passage, that the Lord is a shepherd. And that is an amazing truth to know about the Lord, that he is a shepherd. However, it is an even greater revelation and an even greater truth for you to know that he is not only a shepherd, but he is indeed my shepherd. He is your shepherd. The very first verse reveals to us the, the main point of the entire passage. And it is that the Lord is my shepherd. 
that you may know him as a shepherd. As long as you know him as savior, you must know him as a shepherd. And it's only because he is your shepherd that you can rest assured in the other areas of this passage. When Jesus is my shepherd, he feeds me. When Jesus is my shepherd, he leads me. When Jesus is my shepherd, he restores me. When Jesus is my shepherd, he protects me. When he's my shepherd, he comforts me. When he's my shepherd, he anoints me. When he's my shepherd, he establishes me. That is what he does for me and for us. And because of what he's done for me, because of what he's done for us, I shall not live in want. I shall not fear and I shall dwell gladly in his house forever. In the context of this psalm, if the metaphor for the Lord is shepherd, then the metaphor for you is sheep. And until he becomes my shepherd, I am a lost sheep. I'm going to say that again. Until the Lord becomes my shepherd, then I am a lost sheep. And as a lost sheep, I am always hungry. And I try to feed myself with junk that can never, ever satisfy. As a lost shepherd, I wander in the wilderness, not knowing where I am going or even where I want to go. As a lost sheep, I am broken. As a lost sheep, I am unprotected. As a lost sheep, nothing I try can comfort me, not even spouse or kids or friends. As a lost sheep, there is no anointing upon my life. And as a lost sheep, I am not established. And that is a sad truth. As a lost sheep, I live in want constantly. As a lost sheep, I live in fear constantly. Even the slightest thing causes me to be afraid. And as a lost sheep, I have no place that I can call home. Psalm 23, verse one and verse two, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And do you know that today? Do you know that the Lord is your shepherd? Is he your shepherd? Are you his sheep? Does he lead you? Do you allow him to lead you? A shepherd is a leader. And I'm going to tell you this, a, a shepherd, first of all, um, it's not a very uh, popular job. Uh, shepherds um, there's nothing glamorous about hanging out with sheep. They hang out with the sheep and they begin to, to smell like the sheep. They hang out with the sheep and they are many times alone because they're around sheep all the time and not around people. But to be a, a shepherd, it is something, um, it's an amazing role. It's an amazing job. It's an amazing task that someone would 
choose to become a shepherd. It's something that, that you choose to do, right? No one just becomes a shepherd by chance. And when we look at Jesus and we look at him being our shepherd, we look at a God, um, the one true God who came from heaven to earth to be with us, the sheep, to be with the, the filth of this world. And what a demotion for God to put on flesh and to come down to earth and to walk with us. But the reason why he came here was was to lead us and it was to ultimately lead us to salvation. It was to lead, uh, to lead us to God, right? No one comes to the Father except through the Son, Jesus Christ. So he came to lead us to him, to lead us to God. And it's a task that he himself fulfilled. And it is an amazing thing that God has done when you think about he put on flesh and he became a man, not for his own purpose, but for us. Everything he did, he did for us. So the Lord is our shepherd in the sense that he has brought us to salvation, but also he is our shepherd in the sense that he leads us while we walk on the earth. He hasn't only brought us to God, but he also leads us as we walk and as we roam upon the earth. Because he is my shepherd, he is my provider, therefore. It is the shepherd's responsibility to make sure that the sheep never has lack. And obviously during this season and during this time of coronavirus, um, so many people have, have lost jobs, you know, including um, family members. My, my brother just told me that this morning that he too has lost his job. And um, it's important that we understand that our source uh, and our provision um, does not come from anything other than God. God is our ultimate source. So yes, we are employed by different people, but ultimately it's important that we understand that God is our source and that he is our provider. And even though everything may fail, God will always make a way for his people. That may be difficult to, to comprehend, um, but it is the truth. One door closes and another one opens always for his people. And as we read last week, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor there be fruit on the vine, right? Though everything fell, Habakkuk told us, yeah, I will trust in the Lord, my God. Yeah, I will trust in him. If everything crumbles and everything falls and everything fails we as the church we as believers we will always lean upon him and trust in him and him alone in verse 2 he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters mm. i love this he makes me to lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside the still waters. It's important that you understand that the sheep, they only lie down when they feel safe. They only lie down. The, 
the environment has to be one in which they feel secure. And it's only once the, the waters are still and there is peace that they are able to lie down. Sheep cannot lay down in the midst of raging waters. If there's too much noise and, and, and hustle and bustle, they just cannot find rest. So it's amazing here that the shepherd, he leads his sheep to quiet places, to still places. And what does that look like for us today? In the midst of all of the voices that are speaking all over the world, uh, everyone has an opinion. It's important that we seek to find out what is God saying during the season? What is God doing during this season? And what is he saying to us? What is God speaking? And it's important that we understand that we can only hear him when we slow down, when we stop, when we pause, when we get to that quiet place and we say, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. So I just want to, you know, take even just a, a moment right now. Um, this is not preaching, teaching as, as usual. Uh, nothing about this is, is usual. Uh, but I want us to, to pause right now um, and be silent and be quiet and be still. If there's any noise going on right now within your home, uh, just kind of shut that off right now. Uh, shut the music off if there's music in the background um, and just be, be still for a few moments. You know, the Bible says in uh, Psalm 46, you know, be still and know that I am God. And he leads his people to these still places. And there's a reason why he does that, because when it's quiet, we can hear him. So let's take a few moments uh, right now and just you can close your eyes. You can keep your eyes open, uh, but just be silent right now and just listen uh, to the voice of the spirit and Within the stillness, I want you to know that He is God. One of the things that the sheep does as the sheep lies down as they do this, they chew the cud, they ruminate, and the, the sheep regurgitates the food previously swallowed, and they chew it again and again. And this is a perfect picture of what the Bible calls meditation. Uh, the Hebrew word for meditate means to mutter or to murmur to yourself over and over again, to rewind and to play, to reflect. So one of the things that the sheep does as he lies down is he begins to chew the card. And one of the things that we are to do in our quiet time is to meditate upon 
God's word. And as we meditate upon his word, as we, as we read it over and over and over and over again, uh, the word gets in us and it's able to transform our very lives. So I really want to encourage us as a church, as the Way City Church during this season, to really, um, within your quiet time, to really uh, spend time meditating on the Word. And, and what I mean when I say that is, I know we're doing our chapter in Proverbs, continue to do that. But maybe within that chapter, maybe there's a, a verse, a single verse, or two or three verses that jumps out to you by the Holy Spirit. And I just kind of want you to um, spend some time on those verses. Maybe the same verse for several minutes. Just kind of looking at the Word and, and reading that verse over and over again and asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you through that verse. Instead of trying to get on to the next verse, um, just kind of meditating uh, on a verse or two or three. So I really want to encourage us uh, to do that, to really meditate upon um, the scriptures. To lie down is to slow down. To lie down is to rest. And to lie down is to Sabbath. And the Lord is calling us during the season, uh, my friends, uh, to rest and to rest in Him. A lot of people are frantic right now. Uh, a lot of people are fearful right now. But the Lord is calling us as His church um, to Sabbath, uh, to, to rest in Him. Uh, the Bible says, you know, which of us by worrying can add a single cubit to His stature? That means if you are five foot five and you and you want to be five foot six, the Bible is saying, hey, listen, worrying will not change that. Worrying will not add a single cubit to your stature. There is nothing for you to gain by worrying. Absolutely nothing. And you've heard that, but I, but I really want you to, to know that today. Do not worry because your worry changes nothing. Now, if, if your worrying somehow helped your situation, maybe we could have a debate here about why you should worry and why worrying is helpful. But the truth is, it's not. In fact, when you worry, it actually brings more stress and more problems and more issues to you and even to your health. Some people are literally sick just because of worry. Worry is the root and worry is the source uh, of some sicknesses. So I want to encourage you, church, during the season, do not worry and do not be afraid. The Lord is my shepherd. He's not just our shepherd, but he is specifically your shepherd. Do not live in want. Do not live uh, chasing things. He will provide for you what you need. And with that being said, if you have needs, the Way City Church would love to, to help you with those needs. God always uses people and God uses the church. And if there are needs that you have during this time, please reach out to the Way City Church and we would love to serve you during this time. But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not live in want. He makes me to lie down 
in green pastures. He gives me rest. He leads me beside still waters. He leads me. And finally today, I want to end with that, that the Lord, He leads us. He leads us. He leads His people. And where He leads us is in is always going to be um, the, the place where we are supposed to be during that time. He will never take us to a place where we are not supposed to go. But wherever He leads us, that's where we are supposed to be. I want to encourage you to be led by the Spirit of God during this time. We're led by His Word, but we're also led by the Spirit. Do you allow or can you allow the Spirit to to lead you during the season? And what does that look like when the Lord is leading you? I remember um, several years ago, you know, I remember that I was um, I was at home and I remember it was uh, maybe around 11, uh, 12 o'clock at night. And I remember I was actually on the phone. And I literally uh, heard the Holy Spirit say, uh, he said, go to Walmart, go to Walmart. So um, I ended the conversation uh, with the individual that I was speaking with and I put my clothes on and I, and I left uh, the house and, um, and I, went, I went to Walmart. This was uh, before um, I was married. And I, and I went over to Walmart and Walmart was maybe um, five minutes away and um, had no idea uh, why, why I was going there, but I knew it had something to do with, with ministry, probably. So I walked into, into Walmart, and when I got there, uh, there was a young man, a worker, who was right in front of the doors, and he was uh, packing boxes or doing something. It was around midnight again, and, um, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, hey, hey, you know, I speak to him. So I walked up to him, and I said, um, I said hey, man, you know, um, how you doing? How's how's life treating you? Um, and I said, man, you know, is there anything that I can pray with you for tonight? And immediately he turned and looked me in my eyes and he told me this. He said, uh, I need to know Jesus. I need, he literally told me, he said, I need Jesus. That was probably the um, easiest person I've ever ministered to in my life uh, on the streets. But he literally told me, he said, I need Jesus. And I was able to share with him the gospel that night. And he came to know Jesus that night. But how did that happen? Being led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit. The Spirit leads. And I can tell you so many stories of the Spirit leading, of the Holy Spirit saying, go here, go there, do this, do that. And the fruit of that. So I want to encourage you during the season to be led by the Spirit. Maybe the Spirit tells you, hey, stay away from this place. Maybe the Spirit tells you, hey, go to that place. But whatever the Holy Spirit is saying to you, I want to uh, encourage you as He is your shepherd, that He will lead you um, to the right places. So listen, we love you as a church. I am praying for you. Um, and we will meet on, on Wednesday. We will meet and we'll send some stuff out of you guys via email. But we're going to meet again for a time of prayer as a church on Wednesday and also a time of 
reflection on God's word. Also, uh, the women's ministry crowned. They're going to be meeting too on Tuesday for prayer and a time of reflection on God's word. But I want to encourage you to be strong during this season. Um, I love you. We love you at the Way City Church and we are continually praying for you and I want to remind you again that God is on the throne Jesus came to die for you if you do not know him I want you to understand that death will come to all and the Bible says that our lives is just but a vapor one moment it's here and the other moment it is gone the next moment it's gone so are you prepared for eternity are you prepared for death and if you're not um, this is a great time to prepare yourself for again coronavirus is no respecter of persons doesn't matter how much money you make but no one is safe so our confidence is in the next life our confidence is in our eternity and Jesus Christ came specifically for you he died for you. And if you would acknowledge, if you would know that you are a sinner today, I would, I urge you and I plead with you to repent, to ask God to forgive you. If you understand that you have made mistakes, that you have missed uh, the mark, um, that you are, um, that you have done things that are deserving of, of, of punishment, then I want you to understand that a just God, a God who is perfect, cannot allow imperfections into heaven so because of your sins because of your mistakes there is no place for you in heaven outside of what jesus christ has done for us jesus christ has come to turn sinners and to make sinners righteous he has come to make you righteous if you would believe in him if you would trust in him if you would believe that he has taken your place the great exchange that he became sin for you so that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you would acknowledge that if you would just call upon him he will save you so I plead with you today if you don't know him to call upon him and he will save you and he will redeem you let's pray father we thank you for today we thank you for your presence we thank you for your spirit we thank you lord for um for allowing us who are alive right now for allowing us lord i believe that it is um, not by chance that we are alive during this season and during this uh, generation Lord, it is not by chance or by coincidence that we specifically are alive during this era. So Father, I pray, Lord, that if we are here, we are here for a purpose. So Lord, help us to rise up to the occasion. Lord, help us to be the light again. Help us to be the salt of the earth again. And Father, help us to be led by your Spirit as you are our shepherd. Father, I pray, Lord, that as we continue in, in Psalms over the next couple of weeks, I pray that you would continue to speak to us as our great shepherd. We love you, Lord. We bless you and we give this time into your hands. In Jesus' name, we pray. God bless you. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at thewaycitychurch.org.